In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to overcome your dog training struggles through games. So we have a real life struggle from one of our Sexier Than a Squirrel students. Uh, Her name's Suzanne and she's struggling with her street dog. Now, one of her observations is that he's good in the house, he's good in the back garden, he's petrified of strangers, he hates going on walks, he's nervous of traffic, he's nervous of noises, he's scared of the wheelie bin, scared of men, does like other dogs does go to daycare and he goes to daycare twice a week. Most of all, she wants to know, do street dogs or rescues respond differently to training than, say, a UK dog? Yeah. That is her question. Yeah. Now, um, this is very topical for me because um, I, um, but lately, you know, I'd say over the past few months, I'd say probably about um, about 60% of the behaviour consults that I've done have that label of, they are a street dog um, and they've potentially come from a different country. Now, the cool thing is, Suzanne, that those dogs, they do not go away with a prescription of drugs. It is not the drugs. In fact, there are no drugs. In fact, it is a prescription and of games. Really cool. And I think this is like breaking news that these street dogs and these rescues and these rehomes, they are still dogs. <laughs> Like, that's serious info, right? Like, serious info, because I know when people turn up to train with us, Tom, and turn up to to do a session and bring along with them this label Mm. of street dog or this label of rescue or Mm. rehome or... Yeah. He's your dog. Yeah. He's your dog. Like, he's now your dog. He's your dog now. you are loud and proud about this being your dog. And let's Mm. lose some of these past um non-empowering non yeah. sort of um it sort of strength uh, building labels yeah. and we're, we're saying this to to really empower you okay because what happens is that often we we kind of pick up the baggage of as dog owners we pick up um the baggage of the disempowering language that people use to describe our dogs or us and you know they might describe them as untrainable oh, oh but he's a rescue dog oh but he's a puppy oh but he's an old dog you can't change him the reality is that all of those labels aren't true, and yet if we if we apply them to ourselves and apply them to our dogs, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. For sure. And I think something here that's really, really powerful is um, the more that we discuss them with other people mm-hmm. and the more that we give this label to the trainer, to the friend, to the yeah. neighbour, to the local... Um, I don't know, um, postman, whoever it might be, then everybody starts to use this label and everybody starts to give this um, information. And actually, this, like you said, it just becomes bigger and bigger. The story yeah. gets bigger, right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Now, what we want to do, Suzanne, is think about the the gifts that we can give your dog and the gifts that you can give your dog. And the first gift that 
I think it's really important you give your dog is the gift of knowing that they can impact the situation for the better. In other words, they are not helpless. They can do something that will lead to a great thing happening. Now, how are we going to do that? And why is it important? Well, it is quite possible that at some point, and any dog can learn this, okay, regardless of their background, that they've learned that no matter what they do, it's not going to get better. And so what we're going to challenge you to do is teach your dog um, with a specific object. It might be a book. It might be a stool. It could be anything to put their front paws on the object. Now, the way that you're going to do that is you're going to get some of their daily food allowance. You're going to pop the object in front of you. And as they approach the object, you are going to feed them in such a way that those front feet hit the object. When they do, we're going to feed, feed, feed. We're going to throw a piece of food away and we're going to repeat the process. Now, what we want you to do is start to take this object to different locations around the house, in the garden, maybe take it outside the house sometimes. And what effectively what it is, is your, your dog's portable vending machine. But it's actually the button that they get to press that leads to a positive outcome. Why is this important? One, it's a conversation starter for you and your dog in, in scary or exciting situations. The second thing is that they learn that what they learn at home applies to other situations as well. And we can use this object to teach them that. So that's the first gift that we're going to give them. I think just in addition to that, then I want to just touch base very quickly for those of you that are saying, but I feed raw or I couldn't do that. You can put your dog's food into a squeezy tube. Yeah. We've just been using these ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And you can pop some of their daily food, whether you feed raw or you feed kibble, you feed dehydrated or you feed rehydrated or you feed any other form or fashion of dog food, because most of all, you've got to make it work for you and it's got to work for your team. So for me, that's something I would do with my dogs when they are, say, having a different meal. It's something I might use in a squeezy tube. So I just wanted to add that one in there, Tom, because I know how important it is we facilitate however you're going to reward your dog. Absolutely. Now, second gift that you are going to give your dog, Suzanne, is actually the gift of optimism. And I just love it when we gift this because I think for so many dogs and owners, until this point, the relationship can be lost because it's painful when you have a dog who, like you said, is petrified of strangers, hates going on walks, nervous of traffic, um, literally scared of the wheelie bin, scared of men, scared of pretty much everything noisy. Like it, it's painful. Yeah. It's painful for you. It's painful for him. So most of all, the gift of op- optimism is yeah. very special. And the reason why, just just to kind of clarify, the reason why we're talking about these gifts that you can give your dog and giving you some kind of easy to action stuff is we know because we've had it where where we've taken on, you know, the disempowering labels that, that somebody has, has given our dogs of there's no hope, they're untrainable. You almost initially you have a sense of relief, like a sense of, oh, good. Nothing there's nothing I can, I can do, do about it. And, and then, you know, we come along and say, oh, no, absolutely. You can change this. And absolutely there's stuff that you can do. You could then enter a, a phase of overwhelm or a phase of guilt the reality is that it's about daily action that is going to move you forward it's about daily action that's going to reshape your dog's brain and these struggles can be transformed we don't want you to feel overwhelmed we just want you to action what we're saying and i think the biggest thing here is take little steps you don't need to take a massive step it doesn't need to be the whole hog you literally can take a tiny tiny step one step at a time one foot in front of the other, one celebration, celebrate the little things, celebrate a shake-off, celebrate the fact that um, you did really, really minute things in the normal world. And yet for you, you know, they're big. Yeah, absolutely. And your, what, what would be a, a, a small win for you could be a huge win for somebody else. So we need to celebrate each and every one. So how do we grow optimism? Well, we want to keep it actionable here. So what we're going to say is get your dog's daily food allowance, 
Stick it in a, a bag or a squeezy tube if you feed raw. And every time something happens throughout the day, whether it be a noise, whether it be a shadow passing the window, whether it be hearing a dog bark in the distance, whatever it is, you are going to deliver a positive outcome. Now, how do we deliver positive outcomes? We're going to deliver their daily food allowance. And that is games-based daily food allowance. Like for your dog, it's empowering. For you, it's energetic. It's fun all round. Now, if you're not already part of um, the Sex in a Squirrel program that um, we're responding to when we say um, for, for Suzanne and the games and the things that she wants to do, you absolutely can be part of that too, right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And so all you've got to do, guys, if you've not if you've not taken part in the challenges, head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. You'll learn about all the games, all the tools um, in the Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge. There's over a 70% discount, so get involved. Now, third gift that we would say you should give your dog Suzanne is actually the, it's a gift for both of you and that is a, the gift of taking the pressure off and I think when you take pressure off yourself let alone your dog you're going to see results straight away because actually you're giving yourself a break and I think when we give ourselves a break we give ourselves a pat on the back we make sure that we know that we're, we're doing our best we're trying I, I know both Tom and I have been in a situation of having dogs very very similar um to your dog and and actually there is a lot of pressure that comes with that and there's a lot of expectation and you um, being disappointed in yourself and sometimes we hold ourselves to our highest standards and that's our own sort of expectation and standards and actually it's not always a healthy or um, good relationship with our um, expectations and so actually sometimes we've got to give ourselves a bit of a break and, yeah. and let's not um, disappoint ourselves let's actually say to each other that you know what you're trying you're out there you're putting it out there you're telling us where you are you're doing your best and um, like I said earlier you're putting one step in, in foot in front of the other absolutely and so we want you to go back to celebrating every little win as you did when you first got your dog because probably what's happened over time is that those little wins have become expectations and therefore you've lost the the joy of being able to celebrate those and um, very very quick one tom and um, the the fact that um you say well the fact when i say you say the fact that suzanne says uh, is a UK dog uh, different to um, a European street dog? I think a dog is always a product of its environment, right? Like, and, yeah. and its upbringing, and of course, genetics and, and, and other things there. But for me, there is no fundamental big difference here, no, right? And I think it's important for us to empower Suzanne in this. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you know, there will be many UK dogs with a similar, where their brain has been shaped in a similar way to your dog, Suzanne. And therefore, it's not something that's limited by their history. Actually, just as the brain got shaped in that direction, the brain can be shaped in a different direction. We're all, you know, super aware of how bad events can shape our dog's brain for the worse. And, you know, many of us have experienced this firsthand. And yet we don't often acknowledge enough that actually... The, the events that we give our dogs, the experiences that we have with our dogs, they can shape our dog's brains for the better. This is, this is within your control. I think one of the biggest um, things with a dog um, like this is also not necessarily putting them in those situations mm. repeatedly. Yeah. So for me, um, I know with Poppy, one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to take her to classes. I wanted to go to regular weekly classes. And please don't get us wrong. Like we, we have regular classes, so it's not something we're anti. We're just sometimes for individual dogs um, thinking what's the best strategy. And for a dog like this, I would suggest that he isn't a dog who goes to regular training classes or even has regular walks. Um, actually, we want to reshape that brain. We want to change it all up. We want to mix it all up. And actually, for me, this is a dog who is best served from not putting him in so much 
um, sort of stimulation and, and in, in this situation. And we actually train him very much away from the situation um, and, and grow and build and learn together. And I, I just get this feeling, Suzanne, and I don't know if I'm wrong, but just from reading what you say, I feel this will be harder for you than it is for him. Mm-hmm. I feel like you will find this concept harder uh, than it will be for him to sort of be away from the situation. Yeah, absolutely. The final thing that we want to leave you with, Suzanne, is that we know, because we all do it, we had a dream that made us get a dog in the first place. And if we, you know, you're now on a different journey. You're actually living a different dream. You're living somebody else's dream right now. And it does not feel that way because it didn't match your dream that, that, that you had when you got a dog. And what we need you to do is we need you to start almost enjoying and, and a level of, and it's difficult to start with, I know, a level of gratitude for actually the journey that you're on. And the journey that you're on is um, one that you wouldn't have found yourself on if, if your, this dog hadn't come into your life. And that is discovering the, the amazing um, dog training, discovering all these games, discovering a, maybe a passion for dog behavior and learning about dogs. Um, and maybe this is, you know, the... The, the the tangent in, in your life that is actually going to lead you to something really cool in the end. But actually, what we need to do for now is probably enjoy every day, acknowledge that you're the very best dog owner that, that they could ever wish for, and they wouldn't be doing better with somebody else. Um, let's empower ourselves. Let's play games. Let's reshape that brain. So I suppose most of all, Suzanne, well done for asking. Well done for reaching out. It takes a brave person to ask for some help. I'm sure that this has served many other street yeah. dogs, rescue dogs, or whatever other label that we accidentally place on them. And I hope that this empowers you to know that he is your dog and you're a super cool owner and he's a super cool dog to have an owner like you. So with that, guys, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We want to hear how you get on with all of that. Suzanne, you might want to listen to this back, write them down and put a date next to each Maybe of them. Maybe even leave us a review. Tell us exactly uh, how you've got on, but also how much you've enjoyed uh, the podcast. That would be fantastic, guys. We thrive on reviews from you guys, our, um, our absolute game changers. So with that, guys, we will see you next time. Remember, stay, stay sexy. sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.